Heaven's clear, beer after beer. If you've got the time, you've got the time, we've got the beer. Another public service announcement from Real Cream. Finally, someone has reinvented the wheel. Hey, uh, you tuned into the ravings of a clown on Just Radio. <laughs> Don't argue with the ball. Roger, we'll go. It's as good as done. The complete solution for your home PC. Jimmy Pop, and I'm a dumb white guy. Not old or new, but middle school, fifth grade, like junior high. Hey, welcome to the ravings of a clown on just the radio. I'm the other white meat. Hung like planet Pluto. Hard to see with the naked eye. I tell you, man, that joke never stops being funny, does it? My own Wookie. You can call me Cookie. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. Good evening. All right, that's enough of that, Bob. 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 Hey, welcome to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio, coming to you from a secret location outside your universe, hanging behind the glass with the Lord of Sin. This Monday, February the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Welcome one, welcome all. You do have head back permission for the duration of the show. For the next 120 minutes, you have my full faith and blessing to put your feet up, put your head back in a reclining position. If anybody walks by the room and they give you that look like, well, who the fuck died and made you king? You know that look? Just put up the fucking hand, you know, the talk to the hand gesture, and just say, head back permission. I'll explain later. And they'll be on their way. (laughs) Rolling their eyes. You have full permission. And while you're at it, folks, now's a good time to avail yourself of a potent potentate. That is to say, crack yourself open a fresh brewski, perhaps. Or if you're abroad, I know the broads like wine. Enjoy yourself a glass of wine, honey. On the jester. And if you like the old jester and you just can't afford any more of those brain cells, then just uh, strike up a fatty like uh, your old pal the jester is doing as we speak. <clears throat> Actually, um, this week I'm uh, toting a uh, brand new fresh ash mini, which um, offers a, a just a very, very pleasing draw. So if you'll join right along with me. 
Holy, maybe mother of Jesus. You know, I don't care what they say, but every time you take a good hit of a little herb, it just brings out the nigger in you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. Holy moly, Kingfish! Hey, and uh, also, uh, while you're at it, close your eyes, relax, sit back, maybe snuggle up alongside with uh, someone special. And if you have no one special, well, then it'll be my privilege and honor if you would join me, scooch over here next to me, and uh, let the old jester be your someone special for this evening, an evening of amazing music. Such a show, as Grandma Jester would say. And we're playing all your favorite shit, including The Who and Man of War and Aaron Neville and Don Henley and The Trogs and Dusty Springfield. Dusty Springfield, who died like uh, last year, by the way, and who Elton John said was the great greatest female in the history of rock and roll. And we got your Cheap Trick and your Crosby Stills and your uh, Led Zepp and your Zombies and your Retha. There's no, it's spelled A-R-E-T-H-A, but you just say Retha. Retha, honey. We got a little wreath for you this evening, baby. And uh, we're hanging with uh, Sid the Neighbor and Uncle Jay in the Jester Radio chat room. Why not stop by if you have a pair? Look down between your pants. Take your pants down. Right now, I'll wait. Take your time. Check and see. If you got a pair, come on, join us. We don't mind having you. The water's fine. Plus, we're going to take a close look at what's going on in that sick fucking world of yours. Holy baby Jesus, do you people never stop? My God, has anybody read a newspaper lately? And we're going to take a look at what's going on in that sick fucking world of mine, which is much, much scarier. So brace yourself, Mary, as my Irish friends say. It's time to take a look at the headlines right now. Saying the nation is on the verge of technological breakthroughs that would startle most Americans, President Bush on Monday outlined his energy proposal to help wean the country off foreign oil. Can you imagine? This is the oil man himself. He's weaning us off the teat. And I'll tell you right now, man, unless he says they have hoverboards, I'm simply not interested. Less than half the crude oil used by refineries is produced in the United States, while 60% comes from foreign nations, Bush said, during the first stop on a two-day trip to talk about energy. Some of these foreign suppliers have unstable governments. Wow. Apparently, he's just tuning into that. That have fundamental differences with America, he said. It creates a national security issue, and we're held hostage for energy by foreign nations that may not like us. So he's been apparently checking his mail lately. Bush is focusing on energy at a time when Americans are paying high power bills to heat their homes this winter and have only recently seen a decrease in gas prices. One of Bush's proposals would expand research into smaller, longer-lasting batteries for electric gas hybrid cars. Folks, I've been fucking saying this for 20 years. Batteries, batteries, man. Well, why do batteries suck so much? They last like 10 minutes, and you got to keep changing them and buying new ones and charging them up. We, we need to really fuck that cancer or whatever the hell they're researching. Put it aside, man. Batteries. Remember that scene in um, in uh, The Graduate when that guy takes uh, Dustin Hoffman aside? He goes, Benjamin, I have one word for you, plastics. Well, that was 1969. Now the word is batteries. 
So uh, the uh, the president is uh, making a fuss about energy. They call that the tail wagging the dog. You know what I'm talking about? He's in serious shit up to his puppet, and he gets on the fucking uh, TV and he goes, "Hey, we came out with some new shit." You know, la na 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 na. You know, don't look over there. Fucking vice president is fucking gunning people down in the streets. We got new energy coming out. Isn't that cool? You could imagine with that fucking hillbilly drawl of his. So it's a frightening thing. Meanwhile, the um, right-wing British historian David Irving was sentenced to three years in prison today in Vienna, Austria, after admitting to an Austrian court that he denied the Holocaust, crime that was... uh, in the country where Hitler was born. Irving, who pleaded guilty and then insisted during his one-day trial that he now acknowledged the Nazis' World War II slaughter of six million Jews, had faced up to ten years behind bars. Before the verdict, Irving conceded that he had erred in contending that there were no gas chambers at the Auschwitz concentration camp. All you got to do is go. I was there. Anybody can go to Auschwitz and see they have ovens Plenty of ovens. They look like they must have had 30 of them or so. So when it was going full tilt, they were burning Jews like they were going out of style. I made a mistake when I said there were no gas chambers at Auschwitz, Irving testified at one point expressing sorrow, quote, for all the innocent people who died during the Second World War, now that I'm going to jail, unquote. Irving, stressing he only relied on primary sources, said he came across new information in the early 1990s from the top Nazi officials including personal documents belonging to Adolf Eichmann that led him to rethink certain previous assertions. Hmm. But despite his apparent epiphany, Irving, 67, maintained he had never questioned the Holocaust. I've never been a Holocaust denier. And I get very angry when I'm called a Holocaust denier, he said, by a Jew. Irving's lawyer said he would appeal the sentence. I consider the verdict a little too stringent. I would say it's a bit of a message trial, his lawyer said. So I'm okay with that. How you folks vote, hands? Yeah, we're all good with that. Also, uh, the Hamas presented a pragmatic former university administrator as its choice for Palestinian prime minister today. An Islamic militant government reached out to Fatah and other factions to join a broad-based cabinet that might stand a chance of gaining international approval. Of course, you know that they just just had an election over there in uh Palestine, I guess, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the the Palestinian territories, and they elected the fucking Hamas, a bunch of fucking, you know, suicide bombing terrorists as their government. And, of course, the world is aghast and agog, and they're not recognizing the government, so now they're toning their act down a little bit. Officials said Palestinian leader Muhammad Abbas would give Ishmael Khaniyai His formal letter of appointment on Tuesday stepped toward installing the first government to be headed by Hamas, which swept parliamentary elections last month. Haniya, who's uh, 43 years old, told reporters after meeting with Abbas that he would try to form a joint government with Fatah, which, by the way, is another suicide cult, the traditional Palestinian ruling party that Hamas trounced in the election. That can shoulder its responsibilities in the political arena, area, and internal issues. So far, Fatah has refused to join. We're going to keep you posted on that because it matters so much. And let me tell you, man, I'm only half kidding because 
the, the government that these people have elected for themselves, they're a fucking bunch of, you know, uh, uh, tribal uh, warring, uh, you know, gangsters that has been going on for 2,000 years. It's the Hatfields and the McCoys. And their hate for each other goes way down into the fucking marrow of their bones. They're like, hey, pass the fucking, uh, you know, uh, hummus. Uh, fuck the fatah. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, Jester, why is it that there are these long periods of silence during your show where you, nobody's talking? And I'll tell you why. It's because I pay so much for this stuff. I try and hold it in as long as humanly possible. You understand what I'm trying to say? I think you do. Anyway, please don't fuck with that doll. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Chester Radio, coming to you from a secret location outside your universe. The Eurythmics kicks it off. Sweet dreams are made of these.
I have traveled the world and the seven seas. And let me tell you something. That is fucking true. Everybody's looking for something. That is fucking true, man. Some of them want to use you. Some of them want to abuse you. Some of them want to be abused. Oof. You got one of everything out there. Two of everything. It's a veritable Noah's Ark. Emergency crews using picks, shovels, and their hands tunneled feverishly through dirt, wood, metal, and rock today in an attempt to reach 65 coal miners trapped by a gas explosion 600 feet underground. Seems like these coal miners are having some shit luck lately. Officials said that while it was unlikely the miners were still alive, there was still a chance of finding survivors. Above-ground priests and pastors. Let me tell you something. If I get fucking trapped, you know, you always hear this shit. I heard this a lot after 9-11. And one thing that freaked me out was everybody was running around going, oh, dig up the fucking, you know, bodies. Get the bodies. We have to recover the bodies. If it's my body, leave it. I have no, it's just, there's no, there's no significance in the body. Leave the body. Don't make it an emergency. See if how the sick people are doing. Above-ground priests and pastors led hundreds of the miners' friends and relatives in prayer for the men trapped by Sunday morning's explosion. That's going to do a lot of good. I mean, they're going to save the fucking 85 miners, but God has no problem letting a fucking two airplanes filled with women and children crashing into an office building. But he's, he's going to pay attention to your 85 coal miners. You know what I mean? Spend that time like talking to an engineer and figuring out how to get the fucking loved ones out of there. Don't waste your fucking time. Women wept openly and swayed with their arms in the air as the religious leaders spoke and men wiped tears from their eyes. We're waiting for a miracle from God, said Norman Vitella. And what does that message mean? So if the people die, then what? God doesn't like you? God is pissed? What does it fucking take to make this guy happy? You know, you would think that we're all just five years old, the way we fucking act. Tanith Belbin and Ben Agosto are still on the ice long after getting their silver medals. They posed for pictures, clowned for the crowd, waved the flag, and tried to thank every single fan who showed up to cheer them after all. They were the very first American ice dancers in 30 years with a medal to celebrate. This is absolutely amazing, Augusto said this evening, wearing a smile that looked as if it would never come off. We really feel this medal belongs to a lot of people who put in the years and years of support, but we're keeping it. So, good fucking try. And for the teams that came before us and put in your years of dedication, na-na-na-na-na. It's hard to put into words. It's really wonderful, he said. Well, there you go. I don't think anything more needs to be said on the subject. Tatiana Navka and Roman Kostomarov gave Russia another uh, figure skating gold medal, making it three in as many events and continuing that country's long success and dance. Since it was added in 1976, a Russian or Soviet couple has won all but two of the golds in the event. So if you have, if you have uh, Olympic fever... Then you care about this. Basically, it's a bunch of queers jumping around on the ice. It's nice to watch. 
But, you know, just the fact that they're going back inside and they're sucking all each other off, I don't know. I don't know if that sort of detracts. Embattled president and CEO David Edmondson resigned today following questions about his resume's accuracy. The uh, Radio Shack, the Fort Worth Electronics retailer, said that its board accepted his resignation and promoted Claire Bobrowski. You could just picture this, Broad. She's got some big-ass fucking tits, you know, big blonde. Claire Bobrowski, Executive Vice President, Chief Operating Officer to Acting CEO Leonard Roberts, Radio Shack's chairman and Edmondson's predecessor as CEO, said the move was necessary to restore the company's credibility. Apparently, this guy lied like a Persian rug on his uh, resume. You would think when they hire you as CEO of a company, they do a little background checking. One of the most important things we have as a corporation is integrity and trust, and we know we have to restore that back to the public. How ironic, though. These are the world's leading perpetrators of fucking batteries. Huh? Huh? You see how it all ties together, my friend? That's right. It's a great big conspiracy. For the last 11 years, it's been my privilege to be associated with Radio Shack, he said. At this time, the board and I have agreed that this is uh, in the best interest of the company for new leadership to step forward. Blah, 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 blah. Edmondson's troubles began last Tuesday when errors in his resume were reported by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. The company's board said it stood behind its CEO, a decision Robert says he now regrets. On Wednesday, Edmondson said he took responsibility for the errors. Separately, Radio Shack said it would hire outside lawyers to investigate errors in Edmondson's resume, including claims that he earned two college degrees for which... The school he attended has no records. See what I'm saying? They were like, David who? No, we, have, we don't have him. No, you must be mistaken. Hey, you're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio coming to you from a secret location this uh, Monday, February the something, 20th. The year of our Lord, 2006. Why not stop by the Jester Radio chat room? You could also get your requests in by sending an a, a AOL instant messenger message to Jester Radio 1. We're also on ICQ at 1928-0706. And you could simply email them to requests at jesterradio.com. And there's another way. You can go to the webpage, jesterradio.com. And while you're there, by the way, folks, avail yourself of that donate button. Over there on the left, give, give until it hurts. Wake the children, get the neighbors out of bed, and all have fun pressing on the button and giving lots of money. And you can also um, visit the Jester Radio store where there's loads of genuine Jester Radio crap for uh, gifts. Gift coming time is coming up. It's President's Day, for Christ's sake. So remember your loved ones with genuine Jester Radio crap. You're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jest Radio. I know you've deceived me. Now here's a surprise. I know that you have, because there's magic in my eyes. Don't fuck with that dial. You're on jail. I know you deceived me. Now here's a surprise. I know that you have, because there's magic in my eyes. I can see for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. 
the little tricks you play And never see you when deliberately you put things in my way Well here's a poke at you, you're gonna choke on it too You're gonna lose that smile, because all the while I could see for miles and miles You took advantage of my trust in you and I was so far away So you holding lots of other guys and now you've got the nerve to say That you still want me, well that just may be But you gotta stand trial, because all the while I can see for miles and miles I can see for miles and miles I can see for miles and miles and miles and miles Chewy Chitlins. You know, when I'm not at a clan rally meeting, I'm sitting here listening to Jester Radio, home of the best classic rock, folk, and comedy anywhere on the net. Well, gotta go. Anybody see my hood and sheet?
Oh my God, the super sick man of war on Jester Radio for the Lord of Sin. Ride the dragon. Oh, thank you, Mr. Dragon, for that lovely uh, excursion. Uh, we heard from uh, The Who before that. I could see for miles you tune into the ravings of a cloon, as they say in Scotland, on Jester Radio. Thanks so very much for tuning in. You know, I just can't tell you how much it means to Bob the Engineer and Dolly the Receptionist and myself to have you folks stop by and... Um, yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, anyway, um, so let me tell you what's happening with me. I told you all about a couple of weeks ago uh, The Jeff and I went on this retreat in uh, the suburbs of Chicago to some super, um, you know, advanced um, therapy, head-shrinking um, kind of fruity stuff. And let me tell you, man, it was fucking amazing. It was fucking amazing. And as you know, I've been in therapy since I was five or six, and I have had all kinds of wackadoodles, some, you know, total fucking bitter, cynical, you know, scumbags, some just complete morons, um, some well-meaning but, you know, way behind me kind of therapists, and some really fucking good ones. And um, I've learned all kinds of shit over the years, dealt with, you know, battled with my demons. And, um, you know, therapy is, is by and large like uh, very addictive and very incremental. You know, if you go down that path at any point, you, you tend to stay with it like for a whole lifetime because it's a lifetime, it's a lifetime uh, journey to learn about yourself. It's an incredible fucking, you're just jam-packed with shit. Anyway, this workshop was on a, me a, a, a model invented by this guy named Dick Schwartz, and it's called the Internal Family Systems Model. And it's a model, meaning it's a way of looking at things. It's not the real thing. It's just a way of looking at things that really helps you get incredible insight into yourself. And that way is that if you look at your different feelings as different parts. You know how people always say, well, part of me wants to go, part of me wants to fucking sit home and sit on the couch and watch TV. So, go, you know, if you were to say that each one of these parts has a name or has a role and what are they doing in there and how did they get there and why did you develop them, everybody's got this whole family of parts going on inside them, an internal family. So if you start looking at your different parts that way and... It's easy to objectify your feelings. It's easy to step outside for a second and say, okay, you know, I understand you're feeling very rejected right now. You're my rejected part, you know, and this is how you deal with it. And thanks for, you know, managing that for me all these years. Now, do me a favor. Shut the fuck up and sit down over there for a second so I could think clearly without you getting in my way. Because we all have a tendency to treat each other like movie screens. We project ourselves and our own shit all over everybody around us. And we see what we're programmed to see. We see what we're taught to see. So everything is about perception. If you, if you think that people are after you, then that's, it may as well be that people are after you. Because whether they are or they aren't has nothing to do with it. It's all about perception. And the different parts 
um, of you, you know, have learned to sort of take over, drive the bus, if you will. And they'll jump in there and go, hey, let me handle this. No, I know what to do. You just get, you know, your feelings get rejected. I got this covered. Hey, bitch, fuck you. Suck my dick, you filthy fucking whore. That's not how you feel, but that's the part of you that takes over because it has to deal with this feeling. And you're still dealing with shit the way you were when you first learned how to do it when you were 12 years old or two in some cases. So, anyway, it was very heavy, and uh, we had an amazing uh, time. It was very fruity. You know, I don't really feel 100% comfortable, um, you know, doing shit like this. You know, it's a little, you know, gay for me, but it was very cool. And the, the people were very cool. They weren't too gay and, um, you know, freaky. A lot of them were a little gaudy, you know what I'm saying? They were like a little spiritual which I could live without. But, uh, you know, a lot less than in ordinary life, so. There weren't as many, uh, you know, God people as I usually encounter. So, all in all, it was extremely um, beneficial. I've had some major insights uh, into myself, and um, so I, I would say it was actually a little bit better than the incremental you, you come to expect from new forms of therapy. It was a little bit more like, uh, you know, a little bit more profound than incremental. It had a great impact on the way I see the shit going on inside me. So I'll keep you posted on that and all my different parts. And you can send your parts into the jester at jesterradio.com. And uh, if you have uh, something to talk about. Also, you can stop by the Jester Radio chat room at www.jesterradio.com. Scotty will be blasted into space, not beamed up. And Gordo is returning for his third flight. The plan launched sometime in March of a rocket carrying the ashes of actor James Doohan. This is the guy that played Chief Engineer Montgomery Scott on Star Trek and Mercury Program astronaut Gordon Cooper will give a fitting send-off to two men who helped popularize human space exploration. You ask any of these... Um, you know, NASA jockeys, what got them into wanting to become an astronaut? And they'll all tell you, Star Trek, man. The craft will also hold... Recently, there was a great book that came out called The Science of Star Trek, where all these guys talked about how they got into science because of Star Trek, all these famous scientists, and how close we are in some of these things, like beaming and matter replicating and all the shit that seemed totally out of whack. Still working on that warp drive thing, though. Probably take another thousand years. Kraft will also hold the ashes of 185 other people, including a telephone technician, a nurse, and a college student. Families paid $995 to $5,300 for the flight, being conducted by one of a handful of growing businesses hoping to get a space experience to the uh, common folk. It broadens the market, which is important to us because our whole business plan is about giving more people access to space, said Harvin Moore of Space Services, Inc. of Houston, which is sponsoring the Ashes flight. Space needs to be affordable for all in some way. So as long as you're dead, it's totally affordable. Along with these services, space tourism businesses hope to send customers to suborbital space at a cost of 25 GER to up to a quarter of a mil per person, far less than the $20 million businessman Gregory Olson paid Russia last fall. 
for uh, a ride in the International Space Station. Richard Branson's company, Virgin Galactic, already has uh, that. That name sounds like it's from the fucking Jetsons. Virgin Galactic already has a hundred people who have paid two hundred grand apiece for flights, which the company has said it hopes to begin in two thousand eight. So, if you're giving away two hundred thousand and you hope to be going in two fucking years. That means, man, there's a big market out there for people who want to do that. Iran's foreign minister called today for an end to violent protests over the Prophet Muhammad caricatures that have left at least 45 people dead in the Muslim world since, since last month. Of course, we're referring to these uh, cartoons that were published in a Danish magazine, and these fucking Muslims got wind of it, and they started prancing in the street. You know, it's amazing. You never see them out in the fucking street protesting against the fucking horrific dictators that run their country. They just come out to protest the West. Very risky. And, uh, you know, they... Um, <laughs> and they don't, just don't get it because they're protesting what? They're protesting the cartoonist, the magazine. Government has nothing to do with it. These people don't understand that the press has nothing to do with the government in free countries. They think it's the government that's publishing these cartoons. So they just don't understand the concept of freedom of the press. They think they say freedom of the press, but there's not really. The government must be looking at every picture that's published. How does a government not do that? They have no fucking concept of the free press. And plus, they're complete animals. Pope Benedict XVI also tried to soothe the tension, saying religious symbols must be respected, but violence can never be justified. Malaysia's prime minister warned that mistrust and fear of Islam is growing every day in the West. In Afghanistan, where 11 people were killed in three days of profit protests earlier this month, about 2,000 students protested today, shouting, Long live Osama! The guy... This is the guy, this is the guy that fucking let loose airplanes on the World Trade Center. Long live Osama. It's like chanting, long live Hitler. Burning Danish and American flags. Surprise, surprise, that they slipped American flags in there. What American flags have to do with the fucking cartoonists, I can't imagine. But you know what? While we're burning flags, who's got an American in Indonesian, about 100 protesters shouted, God is great, burned the Danish flag in Java province. A day after protesters attacked the American embassy in the capital, Jakarta, we should try and cool down the situation. We do not support any violence. Iranian Foreign Minister Manukhir Motaki said during his visit to Brussels, but he also cautioned that freedom of expression must be exercised with sensitivity and full respect of other people's values and beliefs. This part is the funniest fucking thing in the world to me because this is what all the Muslims say. Yes, it's wrong, they're protesting, but and then they mutter in the next breath, but you have to be more sensitive when you publish the cartoons. Horseshit. These people don't have the faintest fucking concept of freedom of speech and freedom of the press. It doesn't even fucking dawn on them. What our soldiers are out there fighting for, if they were fighting some legitimate war, is the fucking right for Americans and Westerners to have the freedom to say whatever the fuck they think, including boneheaded ideas like theirs. We welcome their fucking input. As a matter of fact, they're making these comments in the Western press. Try making the opposite comments in their countries and see how quickly they get their fucking airing. 
got to get on fucking Iranian TV and say, you know what? These guys are brutal dictators. They rape your fucking women and children, and they steal all your fucking oil money while you live like pigs in the gutter. They're rolling and fucking wiping their asses with 100 drachma bills from the oil money, and they tell you, oh, the reason you're poor? Um, uh, uh, the Americans. Oh, yeah, those fucking Americans. You know why they're, they're making you poor? Because uh, they hate Allah. There you go. The Americans are to blame because they hate Allah. Let's kill all the Americans. Pass me a whore. How else do you get fucking some moron fucking 17-year-old poor schlub to strap a fucking bomb around his chest and go blow himself up? Because he really believes that doing so is going to fix things because it's those motherfucking Americans that are making their lives so bad. So, surprise. It uh, has nothing to do with the Americans. Americans give money to Israel and um, they, they, they justify. And um, because Israel is making their life a miserable hell, they can't go on as long as there's an Israel that exists. Because if you compare the Arab countries and you look at it like as a, in a ratio, it's like the size of a football field, then Israel would be a matchbook. That's not even an exaggeration. So, and they're saying that everything would be just fine if they could only just get rid of the matchbook. Come on. I don't think so. What they hate about Israel, of course what everybody doesn't say, but which is obvious, is because they're a fucking democracy. And they have these fucking phony baloney monarchies. They call each other princes and kings. They're just fucking dictators. Princes and kings have a heritage that goes back hundreds of years. They go back to the last bloody coast 40 years ago. But they call themselves kings and princes. You're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. This one goes out to Uncle Jay. Please don't fuck with that dial.
on the road today I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac a little voice inside my head said don't look back you can never look back Don Henley on Jester Radio Boys of Summer Tommy James and the Shondells before that goes out to Uncle Jay Sweet Cherry Wine you tune into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio coming to you from a secret location please don't ask because Somebody around here is bound to tell you, and then right away we'll have to kill you. Now, there's been some people writing in about exactly what's the deal with this headback mission. Does this qualify? Does that qualify? Let me give you a perfect example. One of our listeners um, in the uh, Detroit, Michigan, somewhere between Detroit, Michigan to Bangor, Maine, somewhere in their area, has written in to say that he, for example has been known to order up a pay-per-view. Now, this is a classic prime um, example of head-back permission. Really soaking the moment, you know what I'm saying? Getting, hocking it in, as Grandma Jester used to say. Make a hocking. And that is, he orders up the pay-per-view. It's like 10 bucks, so he splurges on that. So he's got that going on the 42-inch. Plus, he cracks open a cold one. And then... The girl, the honey, sucks on his dick while he's fucking watching the pay-per-view. The wrestling. It's a wrestling pay-per-view. So I don't want you to think it's like some kind of, like, fucking, uh, you know, uh, real sport. It's just fucking mindless fucking shit. She's sucking his dick. He's watching the fucking wrestling show. Folks, that's head back permission. That's how you fucking do it. Warren Zevon said four months before he died on the Letterman show, when David Letterman's, you know, like he, he, Warren Zevon announced he was dying of brain cancer. He had like an hour and 45 minutes to go. And David Letterman said, do you have any words to leave us with? And he said, yes, enjoy every sandwich. So that's like the same thing as head back permission. You're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio this Monday, February the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2006. Coming up this hour, Cheap Trick, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, 
Bob Dylan, the jester himself, the zombies, Retha, Leonard Skinner, Dusty Springfield, the Trugs. Holy fuck, I know what you're saying to yourself. Holy fuck, are you actually playing all those songs on your radio station, or is this between all the radio stations? No, this is right here, folks. Don't fuck with that dial, right here. Just leave it right where it is. We got all that and more. More. More than that. All the shit I just listed and more. And already I'm, 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 uh, 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 I could go to jail for just telling you that much. 52-year-old man from the German town of Darmstadt tried in vain to get a refund for 400 euros, which is about 475 real dollars worth of what he said was bad marijuana from his dealer before turning to the police for help, of course. The police then charged the man with violating drugs possession laws and confiscated the 200 grams of marijuana that he brought with him to the police station. According to a report in the Bild am Sonntag newspaper Sunday, it is uh, unusable, the man told police, in the hope that they would get his money back. Amounts of up to 30 grams of marijuana are allowed in most German states for private consumption. So he actually complained about the fucking quality of the herb. The guy sold him a bag of pencil shavings, and he went to the fucking cops and said, "This I just bought an ounce of herb from this guy, and look at the fucking shit he gave me. The cop said, let me ask you something. Are you stoned right now? Amsterdam's famed red light district held its first ever open day Saturday as its peep shows and brothels gave crowds of wide-eyed visitors free entry to help shed the area's increasingly negative reputation Armed with at least, by the way, not by me. As far as I'm concerned, it has a great reputation. If you're ever in Amsterdam, if you're ever near Amsterdam, if you're ever anywhere between, like, Russia and England, go to fucking Amsterdam. Because, man, they have fucking pot bars, the coffee houses, where you can offer, where you can order different kinds of herb, like, off a menu. And they have fucking a red light district with the whores swinging in the windows on swings. Chicks for sale. It's beyond debauchery. Armed with a list of 25 establishments opening their doors and flinging back their red curtains, hundreds of tourists and locals seize the opportunity to see a prostitute's bedroom, watch a brief live peep show, or chat to a lap dancer. Howling reports of forced prostitution and human trafficking have caused a public outcry in recent months and even prompted calls from counselors for the 800-year-old red light district to be shut down. Horror of horrors. To the fury of many sex workers, stories of petty crime and gang violence also dominate. The open day is uh, partly to promote the red light district, but also to help change the image of the area because we think it's too negative, said organizer Mariska Majur, a former prostitute who now runs an information center on the district. You know, I don't know about you, but every time you meet, you see one of these people, they say former prostitute, now book author. I can't fucking hear anything they say after that because all I'm thinking of is I'm looking at her and I'm going, she's the fuck guys for money. Holy shit. What a way to make a living, huh? Prostitution has been fully legal in the Netherlands since 2000 and sex workers are self-employed and subject to tax. However, one rights group estimates that around 3,500 women are trafficked to the Netherlands each year from Eastern Europe and Asia to work in secret brothels or illicit escort agencies when they're often held captive and abused. And this is all horseshit. This is right-wing propaganda from the fucking ultra-right religious freaks who are trying to put a stop to this. Why would there be a secret underground uh, network of wh whorehouses when they're perfectly fucking legal? 
doesn't make sense. That's how you get rid of the sin crimes is you make them legal and then and they're no longer crimes because they'll never go away. There'll always be prostitution, gambling and drugs. So if you legalize them, then they're legitimate and there's no reason for human trafficking and there's no reason for abuse. So it's a beautiful thing. Every man, woman, Alive on the planet has an innate desire to see other people naked and to have sex with them. Can't be anything wrong with it. It's just you're born with it. You fucking live with it your whole life. You spend a majority of your waking hours seeking it, looking at pictures of it, hearing about other people telling you about when they did it yesterday. So it can't be, it can't be bad, can it? Doesn't seem, doesn't seem like it should be. Early one morning, the sun was rising and I was laying in bed, wondering if she changed it all, if her hair was still red. The Jester on Jester Radio. Morning, the sun was shining, I was laying in bed, wondering if she changed it all, if her hair was still red. Her folks, they said our lives together, sure was gonna be rough. They never did like mama's homemade dress, papa's banquet wasn't big enough. I was standing on the side of the road, rain falling on my shoes. Heading out for the East Coast, Lord knows I paid some dues. Getting through, tangled up in blue. She was married when we first met, soon to be divorced. Helped her out of a jam, I guess But I used a little too much force We drove that car as far as we could Abandoned it out west Split up on the docks at night Both agreeing it was best And she turned around to look at me As I was walking away I heard her say over my shoulder We'll meet again someday On the avenue Tangled up in blue Job in the great north woods Working as a cook for a spell But I never did like it all that much And one day the axe just fell So I drifted down to New Orleans So I lucky with a being employed Working for a while on a fishing boat Right outside of Delacroix But all the while I was alone The past was close behind I seen a lot of women But she never escaped my mind And I just grew place and I stopped in for a beer I just kept looking at the side of her face and the spotlight so clear and later on when the crowd thinned out I was just about to do the same she was standing there in back of my chair I said to me don't I know your name I murdered something underneath my breath she studied the lines of my face I must admit felt a little uneasy when she bent down to tie the laces of my shoes Stove and offer 
Inventor of the shaky voice. Back in 1966, before he went to the Slammer for 20 years and came out much funkier looking and with the same incredible fucking voice. Monster voice. Aaron Neville on Jester Radio. Before that, the Jester himself tangled up in blue. I lived with him on Montague Street in a basement down the stairs. There was music in the cafes at night, and revolution in the air. Then he started into dealing with slaves, and something inside of him died, and she had to sell everything she owned and froze up inside. And then, finally, the bottom fell out, and I became withdrawn, and the only thing I knew how to do was to keep on keeping on like a bird that flew, tangled up in blue. You're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jest Radio this Monday, February the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2006. The goats are back, honey. Get the tiger poop. A tiger's roar may be scary, but Australian researchers have found that predators' poo is just as potent. Researchers at the University of Queensland said on Friday that they had successfully tested a tiger poo repellent warding off wild goats for at least three days. The goats smell the shit, and they go, ah, there's a lion somewhere around here shitting up a storm. Let's head south. Goats would have seen a tiger, uh, wouldn't have seen a tiger from an evolutionary point of view for at least 15 generations, but they recognized the smell of the predator repellent creator. Peter Murray said in a statement, if we can show this lasts for weeks... We've just tapped into probably a billion-dollar market. It's enormous, he said. Murray said the repellent made of fatty acids and sulfurous compounds extracted from tiger excrement, you heard me, also worked on feral pigs, kangaroos, and rabbits, and might deter deer, horses, and cattle, too. It might deter any fucking living thing within a three-mile radius. I know it would deter me. You ever smell tiger shit? Holy shit. Believe me, you don't want to have your barbecue going. In an average year, past animals cost about $420 Australian, which is about $311 million real dollars, 
Worth of agricultural damage in Australia, the government has said. Others put the cost in billions, mostly from European imports such as rabbits, foxes, and crop-choking weeds. <sighs> They're choking the crops. That was the sound of the choking. For the second time in three, we actually have a live feed of the choking. Do we have that, Bob? Can you cue that up? <sighs> Thank you. For the second time, a lot of people don't know there's an actual sound when weeds choke plants. For the second time in three months, a 16-year-old California girl who lost a leg in an accident. I mean, she lost her leg. She had the leg hacked off because she had an accident. Like the pry, uh, a regular visitor to the Jester Radio chat room lost his leg in an accident many years ago. Um, has had her artificial limbs stolen, two of them. Melissa Huff, an Arcadia High School student who uses a $16,000 prosthetic limb to pay softball for one school team and another one valued at 12000 for everyday use, said both were taken from her bedroom on Tuesday. This, by the way, is very common. Uh, the Pry also, who competes in uh, rollerblading events, has a special leg just for rollerblading. And now he's on his second special leg just for rollerblading. He's getting it improved all the time. I was picking up my little brother from school when my mom called me and asked me where I left my two prosthetic legs, Huff, who lives in the L.A. suburb of Temple City, told Jester Radio in an interview. I knew right then what had happened again. Lisa Huff, her mother, said she came home around midday on Tuesday, found the room shared by Melissa and her older sister a mess. Only the prosthetic limbs were missing. Police say they were talking to the girl's friends, neighbors, and relatives for information about the missing legs. In November, thieves broke into the Huff residence and took just her prosthetic limb. After that incident, Melissa's Protestant, uh, pro, uh, uh, pro, Protestist and local real estate company donated about 16 gur for the new limb. The stolen limb was discovered in the teenager's backyard about a month ago, apparently thrown there by the thieves, the guilt-ridden thieves. Melissa lost her real leg two years ago when a driver accidentally ran into her as she stood in front of her middle school. She said she intends to get back on the field this week and just practice throwing until she gets another prosthetic limb. What a little soldier. I tell you, man, um, uh, there's there's this guy, the amazing story, um, there's this guy who um, went in for an operation to have his right leg removed. There's a hospital out on Long Island, and they fucked it up, and they cut off the left leg. And when he woke up, he realized the mistake, and there was a big you know, hubbub at the hospital, but of course they decided right away they still had to go back and remove the right leg. Whatever damage was done to the perfectly healthy left leg, they still had to remove the bad leg. That didn't change, so right away, like the next day, he went back in for surgery again, and... Um, they took off his right leg. So, I mean, I, I said to the guy, you know, did you, uh, did you sue them? He goes, yeah, they fucking threw it out of court. I said, why? He said, I didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> you, didn't have a, you didn't have a leg. Hey. Leonard Skinner on Jester Radio. Don't fuck with that guy.
you But I wanna know for sure Come on and hold me tight
Arguably the greatest guitar player that's ever lived, that ever will live, Jimi Hendrix on Jester Radio. You're tuned into the Ravings of a Clown on JR. Before that, we heard from the Trogs. Wild thing, you make my heart sing, you make everything groovy. Wild thing, I think I love you. Leonard Skinner before that. And I'm as free as a free bird. You're tuned into the ravings of a clune this Monday, February the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2006. And from the very, very bottom of my heart, and on behalf of Bob the Engineer and Dolly Receptionist, and Lord of Sin, who's been joining us behind the glass this evening, and to all those who stopped by the Jester Radio chat room and sent in your requests, thanks so very much. We're so privileged and honored to have you as our guest this evening. We hope that you've been enjoying the show and have maybe heard one or two things that you like to hear. If you don't, well, I'm afraid you have nobody to blame but yourself. Because anytime you want to, you can tell us what you want to hear. We'll get it on the air within 15 minutes. Or I have my left testicle surgically removed live on air without the benefit of anesthesia. And they do not do that on K-Rock. A self-proclaimed psychic and fortune teller pleaded guilty... On Thursday, to bilking elderly clients in South Florida out of more than $2 million over an eight-year period, Federales said Linda Marks, 57, of Delray Beach, was accused of preying on the elderly and people suffering from incurable diseases, telling them she could cure them by preying over their money. <laughs> Shit, you're not. She says, give me your money and we'll pray over it, and then I'll just keep the money and you'll be fine. Mark's pleaded guilty. And let me tell you something. If there are people that stupid, why are we protecting them from themselves? Mark's pleaded guilty in U.S. District Court to fraud and corruption charges and admitted cheating her elderly victims out of more than 2 million smackers between 94 and 2002. According to U.S. Attorney Alexander Acosta, a Delray police executive, Jack Mackler, 64, pleaded guilty to corruption charges for using his position on the police force to help keep Marks out of jail and avoiding probation, Acosta said. This is what they call having a cop in your pocket. Mackler admitted taking money and other property from Marks at a time when he was investigating her and acknowledged lying to local and federal authorities about his handling of her cases. Marks faces up to 15 years in prison while Mackler faces up to five years. Sentencing is scheduled for May 10th. The illegal conduct in this case was particularly egregious because the defendant's actions resulted in the continued victimization of elderly and vulnerable people, many of whom lost their life savings through fraud. Acosta said in a statement, we will not tolerate the conduct of these law enforcement officers who, through their illegal actions, bring disrespect to their colleagues, sell their position, and betray the public trust. And he's apparently running for some office. Bollywood film star Salman Khan has been sentenced to a year in jail for killing two rare deer. You heard me. Dateline India, you know, over there in India, they make fucking like 400 movies a day come out. They're extremely prolific, and they're all these musicals with this fucking corny-ass singing. You got to just watch them, uh, get really wasted and watch them. There's no uh, subtitles or anything, but believe me, you know what's going on. And there's always some unbelievably hot... Indian babe who shows her fucking legs and her navel all over the place and they just break out into fucking song anytime. And it's not regular music, it's like that funky sitar music that they listen to. So they're just like, you know, hey, how you doing? It's freaky. So this big star 
of these movies is going to be in the can for a year for shooting two deer. A court in the western desert state of Rajasthan, where Khan shot the black buck, a protected species, in 1998, also slapped a fine of 5,000 rupees. Don't panic. It's only 112 bucks in real money. Uh, on the star, known for his wild tantrums, Khan's lawyer, Hastamal Sazarwat, said that uh, his client had indicated... And, you know, this is why they have name-changing. This is why people are allowed to change the names. If you have a name like Saraswat, said his client had indicated that he would appeal the ruling to a higher court and he was freed on one-month bond. The black buck is uh, re revered as a sacred animal by the peer, uh, the people of Rajasthan. It was once a common uh, in northern and central India. Witnesses said Khan appeared somber as he left the courts to chance, chance from his fans of long-live Salman Khan. Hmm. Usually popular, Khan usually plays the role of Macho Romeo in Bollywood's trademark song and dance films. You're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jest Radio. More of what you tune in to JR4. Johnny's in the basement mixing up with medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. Man in a trench coat, badge out, laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Mixing up the medicine, I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat, badge out, laid off. Says he's got a bad cough, wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, it's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway. Looking for a new friend, a man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants eleven dollar bills. You only got ten. Maggie comes fleet foot, face full of black soot, talking at the heat, put plants in the bed, but the phone's tapped anyway. Maggie says the many say they must bust an early man. Orders from the DA. Look out, kid, don't matter what you did. But walk on your tiptoes, don't tie no bows. Better stay away from those who carry around a fire hose. Keep a clean nose, wash the clean clothes. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Get sick, get well, hang around the inkwell, hang bell, hard to tell if anything is gonna sell. Try hard, get bought, get back, ride rail, get jail, jump bail, join the army if you fail. Look out, kid, you're gonna get hit by losers, cheaters, six time users, hanging around the theaters. Girl by the whirlpools, looking for a new fool, don't follow leaders, or watch your parking meters. Short pants, romance Learn to dance, get dressed, get blessed Try to be success Please her, please him Buy gifts, don't steal, don't live Twenty years of schooling And they put you on the day shift Look out, kid, they keep it all hid Better jump down a manhole Light yourself a candle Don't wear sandals Try to forge the scandals Don't want to be a bum You better chew gum The pump don't work Cause the vandals took the handle And when his daddy would visit, he'd come along When they gather around and started talking That's when Billy would take me walking Out through the backyard we go walking Then he'd look into my eyes Lord knows to my surprise The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man 
The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man You see what he was mm, Yes he was Being good isn't always easy No matter how hard I try When he started sweet talking to me He come and tell me everything is alright He kiss and tell me everything is alright Can I get away again tonight? The only one who could ever reach me Was the son of a preacher man The only boy who could ever teach me Was the son of a preacher man Yes he was, he was The only one that could ever reach me was the sweet-talking son of a preacher's man, Dusty Springfield on Jester Radio. Bob Dylan before that, subterranean homesick blues. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio this Monday, February the 20th, the year of our large 2006 extra special thanks to all our listeners tuning in from the United States and Canada, which, by the way, includes Sid the Neighbor, the one and only famous Sid the Neighbor. His name is spoken in over 130 countries each and every evening. And uh, Germany, the United Kingdom, Australia, Japan, China, People's Republic of, Saudi Arabia, Sweden, among many others. Thanks. Welcome. Bienvenue. Shalom. Auf Wiedersehen. No. Um, welcome, welcome one, welcome all. Come on in, sit down. We especially enjoy you, you furners. And we love it when you tune in and join us in from your faraway lands. Um, also this evening, uh, Bob the Engineer has asked me to remind you that if you missed any portion of this evening's broadcast, it will be recast at 2 a.m. and then again at 2 p.m. So it's, a lot of people have written in, they're a little confused about that. So they're stupid, and we hope they just don't listen. So I'm sure you smart people understand. It, the show goes from 10 to midnight Eastern, and then from 2 a.m., the, fo- the following 2 a.m. to 4 a.m., and then again the next day from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. You get it? Good. By the... Um, Japan's obsession with camera-equipped mobile phones has taken a bizarre twist, with mourners at funerals now using the devices to capture a final picture of the deceased. I get the sense that people no longer respect the dead. It's disturbing, funeral director told the Mainichi Shinbom newspaper at one ceremony. Several people gathered around the coffin and took out their phones to photograph the corpse. 
as preparations were being made to begin a cremation. I'm sure the deceased would never want their faces photographed, she said. What? See, that's the great thing about being dead. You don't ever want anything ever again. That's one of the upsides about being dead. So what they would want is irrelevant because they're dead. See if you can follow me on this. Others called it a form of memento in the modern age. Some people can't grasp reality unless they take a photo of it and share with others. It comes from a desire to keep a strong bond with the deceased. Social commentator Toru Takeda told the newspaper. So they got all kinds of horse shit flying around over there. People taking pictures of dead body and then weird-ass fucking Coke bottle Japs getting on TV saying it's totally normal. People don't believe it until they fucking take a picture of it with their phone. Come on. Snap out of it. Hey, you've been listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio coming to you from a secret location outside your universe. We do try and get together every evening around this time, this time being 10, 10 p.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern time. And then you could figure out, check your local listings or just get a calculator and figure out what that is in your time zone. As you know, Jester Radio is a underground radio station that uh, operates uh, out of range of the FCC and the government and the church. So fuck you. Fuck you all. And you know the guy that operates the Rouge River drawbridge on Jefferson? Fuck him. Hey, uh, please don't fuck with that dial. It's CSNY on JR. Inside is telling me that I've got your secret. I 
Change my 
All right, that was the Lord of Sin gibbering in the background there. You're tuned into the Ravings of a Kloon on Jester Radio, coming to you from a secret location outside your universe. Please don't ask. Please don't ask. Someone around here is bound to tell you, and then we'll have to hack you to bits. And let me tell you, it's not a pleasant thing. The last time we had to do it to somebody, and we fucking threw his ass out in the backyard. And it was very unpleasant for several minutes afterward as well. So uh, thanks for not asking. You've been listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio Company exclusively via, via streaming.net and loudcity.net, who are our, um, they provide us some kind of service, apparently. Bob is in charge of all that. So special thanks to them. Live 365, fuck you, fuck the horse you rode up on, fuck your mother. Um, and if you're tuning in this evening through Live 365, please, um, we're going to dump Live 365 any minute now. I think the signal is going off the air like in an hour. No, but very soon. So in the future, if you're tuning in through Live 365 now, just go directly to JesterRadio.com, click the little radio icon in the upper left-hand corner of the webpage and connect through that service because then you'll get the robust, clear, crisp sound that you pay your money for. You get your money's worth with that. And Live 365, they could suck my big, fat, white, hairy dick because they suck so much. And soon I'll tell you how I really feel about them. Extra special thanks to all the folks uh, who have been tuning in from hither and yon. Um, and special thanks to the brother of sin and the lord of sin himself who's been observing the show from behind the glass and apparently has spared my soul for yet another evening. But I know pretty soon I will reside in his seventh circle where there'll be much uh, gnashing of the teeth. Nashville, as I like to think of it. Um, also special thanks to uh, Uncle Jay and Sid the Neighbor and uh, some other people. It's um, extra special and uh, very touching to know that you're tuning in. Um, thanks so very much. Remember, keep, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Nothing that anybody else does is because of you. Make that your fucking mantra. What others say or do is a projection of their own reality. You're just their little mini movie screen and their own dream. When you're immune to the opinions and the actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Don't make assumptions and always, always do your best. Good night. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow.